Hello everyone, I'm Paris Fox, and I'd like to welcome you to 12 O'Clock High, a podcast on business leadership with Tom Fox, hosted by Richard Lummis. What makes a great leader? Is it genetic or can you learn leadership skills? Join Tom Fox and Richard Lummis in this podcast, where they consider leadership from a wide variety of perspectives, academic, behavioral science, history, popular culture, the movies, and much more. You'll learn about specific tactics and strategies that you can bring to your own leadership toolkit. 12 O'Clock High is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. Richard Lomas is on assignment this week, so I'm going to host this episode where I talk to Paul Simpkins, who talks about the need for the development of leadership skills, not simply training. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, back for another episode, and today I have with me Paul Simpkins. Paul and I met at a National Speakers Association, NSA, conference, and Paul and I, um, or rather, I was very intrigued by Paul and his work in leadership, and he has some really interesting ideas that uh, are going to become very clear. So, Paul, first of all, with that incredibly long-winded introduction, welcome and thank you so much for taking the time to visit with me today. Well, thank you for having me on. It's a great pleasure. Uh, and I remember our meeting, uh, you had actually presented something and then I had some questions for you afterwards. But. So the, uh, the thing that struck me in researching you and your website was just this basic line that I felt really not an encapsulated not only the problem with leadership training, but the solution. So I'm just going to read it. Mm-hmm. You say, it's not leadership training, but leadership development. Why do you say that? What problem do you see with leadership training? And how do, how do you bring a solution in terms of leadership development? Well, I think you know, leadership training insinuates almost a one and done kind of thing. In other words, we put them in a class for a day or two days and then send them on their way and go, OK, go be excellent. And, and that's it. Leadership development is an ongoing thing. It it never stops. Real leaders grow because they commit to growth on a daily basis. And that's one of the mantras I hit people home with again and again. You can't just say, okay, I'm gonna go to this workshop, now I'm an excellent leader. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to this conference, and that's all that I need. Every single day. You need to be having a growth experience. You need to be growing a little bit more. Gives you two advantages. One, you don't have to grow in big increments. You know, it's not like you you don't have to make huge jumps. It's little tiny, what I call one percent every day. And if you think about that, one percent every day over one year is actually, I mean, huge growth when you look at it. I mean, you say, oh, well, that's 356%. It's actually more because it compounds on itself. So that's, that's really the, the solution is, is not, you know, let's throw a few workshops at them. What can we do to get people into a continual growth pattern? You know, Paul, that's as fine an answer to a question that I have pondered for about 40 years. And let me give you the context of that question. Context was... Mm-hmm. Tom Landry, former coach of the Dallas Cowboys, said in an interview in the mid-70s that he didn't like to trade for players. He liked to develop them. And I always wondered what he meant by developing them. And now I know. And so uh, if if you can uh, follow any words of Tom Landry in my book, you're doing pretty well. So 
<laughs> oh, yeah. So that was uh, that's really uh, that insight works on so many different levels. And uh, one of the things that struck me was uh, you are very clear that employee engagement is not about, not about the employees. It's about leadership. So I was wondering if you could give us your thoughts on why employee engagement is really a leadership function. Well, some people have the theory that employee engagement happens from the ground up. In other words, it's it's what your baseline employees do that determines the culture of the organization and therefore how engaged you are. But engagement can go no farther than what leadership allows. Uh, in other words, you can have all kinds of plans in the world, but if the leadership is not equipping and empowering people, there's no engagement going on because people will not feel a part of things. If leadership is not communicating, then again, engagement's not going to happen because nobody knows the steps to take. They don't know how. Uh, part of that goes back to um, the way I heard employee engagement defined, which stuck with me the most, was someone said that employee engagement is when an engaged employee is when they are working with the best interest of the organization in mind when they're working. And they can't possibly do that unless they know what the best interest of the organization is. Where does that come from? It comes from the leadership. Paul, I often, uh, when I talk about leadership or when I study leadership, one of the key areas that I continually see or even con key words is listening. This sort of flips that a little bit because it's not simply listening. It's certainly a part of it, but it's also communication. Would that be a fair assessment? Yeah, it's communication as a whole and listening is a part of that. Um, I always tell people there's really three components to a leadership's effective communication. They need to be consistent with what they communicate. They need to be, they need to communicate it constantly and they need to be able to actively listen to their people both as a group and as individuals. As you know, many of my listeners are compliance professionals. Many of those are, like myself, lawyers, came to the compliance field via a corporate legal department. So uh, kind of leadership, listening, those are not really skills taught at law school. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, one of the uh, things uh, I found in researching, oh, and look, if I could set it up one more way, the compliance professional's job is to prevent, detect, and then fix or remediate a problem before it becomes a legal issue. And one of the things I found on your website were a couple of blogs that were about 10 signs your company should invest in leadership development. So for the compliance professional listening to this podcast, you have laid out what are things that would fall in detection and what are things that would fall in prevention? But I was wondering if you could just go through those top 10, because I think that would resonate mm -hmm. uh, with a lot of compliance professionals, business executives, and others that listen to my podcast. Sure. Uh, and, and just to throw something back at you uh, a moment. Uh, so my chance to give you a question, since, again, your specialty is compliance. If people were consistently and constantly communicating expectations would that make a compliance officer's job easier? So it would be one part of a compliance officer's job because the other part is, as you have said, it's a two-way street. It's communication back up. Once that 
expectations are communicated, what's the feedback? Are the expectations realistic? Can we meet those expectations? And perhaps can we not only meet them, but beat them in a way that would make the company more efficient? And not only uh, we feel safe in raising our hand and making suggestions. So when you communicate those expectations, you really communicate, I want your feedback on how you were going to do your job. So it's certainly a, mo- a critical part of it. And certainly probably spend mo- less time putting out fires, more time planning for the future. So what are some of the things that uh, companies, uh, the signs rather, that we, okay. you would say a company should invest in leadership development, not a one and done training? Well, the first is, is uh, if your HR department's a revolving door, if you've got, if you've got a high turnover rate, then that, that's a problem. Uh, the benchmark, the industry benchmark tends to be around 10 to 15%. And I'll tell you, if you're, if you're, no matter what industry you're in, if your turnover is higher than 25%, you got a problem. And you got an expensive problem because, you know, it typically the cost of replacing an employee is two to three times what that employee gets paid. Uh, the more people you're having to replace, constantly replace the greater expense you're incurring. So again, if you've got that high turnover rate, that that's a good sign. Um, when your customer satisfaction is dropping, uh, there was a survey done that showed that 70% of customers leave a provider, a company, uh, they leave a um, provider or vendor, not because of price, not because of product quality, but because of a perception of poor service. Where does that poor service come from? It comes from the employees. Why would employee provide what would be perceived as poor service? Because they're having a poor experience. And where does that poor experience come from? It comes from the leadership. So again, when, when customer satisfaction dropping, you can, ta- you can trail that up. You can follow that trail right up to a leadership problem within the organization. Uh, and that's been established time and time again. Uh, another, a third, third one is when employees just don't seem to get it. You know, when you're, when you're, you, you feel like you're communicating, but they're just not getting there. They're not reaching the productivity numbers that you wanted. They're not being as productive as you like. They're not following the rules. Why? Again, Chances are, if they're not getting it, it's because we're not communicating it. We're either not communicating it with our words or we're not communicating it with our actions. Um, a good example of that I like is a story. Um, I, I heard a speaker one time talk about uh, he bought himself in his office, bought one of those automatic stamping machines because he figured that would save us money, right? Just run everything through that automatic stamping machine. And then he started running his personal mail through it. And then he discovered all his employees were running their personal mail through it. He said, stop, you can't do that. They said, well, you do it. (laughs) Um, So, again, when they just don't seem to get it, that's a sign that we've got a problem with our leadership. We're not communicating expectations. We're not communicating uh, either in our words and our behavior what we what we are looking for. Uh, fourth one is uh, poor communication, and we touched on that a little bit already. Already, uh, your communication needs to be consistent, 
that message, what we expect, and the message of, of how we want things to go needs to be communicated consistently, and it needs to be communicated constantly. And most organizations fail on the first one, and even those that do the first one tend to fail on the second one. They say it one time, and then you never hear it again. But they need to hear it all the time. And then finally, again, part of that poor communication is learning to listen. Uh, Tom, Tom Peters has said, and I, and I agree with him 100%, you need to be spending time with each and every member of your team, one-on-one, asking them questions, listening. Don't think that you have to reply. Don't think that you have to argue. In fact, don't. Just ask a questions, accept whatever answer you get back. Um, number five is a general air of discontent. You know, if you're going around and everybody just seems kind of unhappy, you know, there's a sign there. And again, people don't get unhappy on their own because they don't want to be unhappy. So if they're unhappy, there's something influencing that. And, and it may be coming from other sources, you know, home or such, such. But if in general within your workplace, there's an air of discontent, again, there's a problem. That's a flag. Uh, trust issues. You don't trust them. They don't trust you. Wow. That's probably one of the biggest ones because that's one of the first things that breaks down that allows our leadership to break down is when there's a trust issue. Uh, when managers spend more time in their office than out of their office. Uh, because for a leader to be really effective, they need to be out and about, not standing over people and watching them, not micromanaging, but just finding out what's going on and how they can help people. And you can't do that sitting behind your desk generally. Uh, so if they're spending more time in their office than out of their office. That's usually a sign that, again, there's something that needs to change in how the leadership is effective, uh, how they conduct what they do. Um, when there's a carrot and stick mindset, uh, you know, typically, of course, the model behind that is if you want the horse to pull the cart, you either hold a carrot in front of them or you beat his behind with a stick. And one of those two motivates them. Great, except for those are short-lived motivators. That uh, that again, when you when your entire mentality is either giving them a carrot or giving them a stick, again, we've got a leadership issue. Uh, when fear rules the roost, again, like the carrot and stick, fear only goes so far, and it's a short term solution at best. And in a lot of times, it's not even a short term solution. And then the last one is, if you don't think any of this applies to you, yeah, you probably got a leadership problem. Uh, because almost certainly all of us can be better, can get better. Me included, I've been doing this for a long time. There's always something I can do better. And if I don't think that I have any problems with how I communicate, or if I don't think I have any problems with trust, if I don't think I have any problems with um, uh, how my employees are working or anything like that, then I'm probably the problem. So, Paul, is this something that resonates with your clients and customers that you can sit down with them and kind of go through a list like this or, or this list and help them identify if any of these areas have popped up? Have you had success with this? 
I've had some success with it. You can usually get people to recognize, yeah, I see where we've had some things there. And I'll ask questions again around this in terms of like poor communication. So I'll ask questions about, okay, have you, how have you communicated your expectations to your employees? How often? In what ways? Uh, so that is, so a lot of it is leading them to come to conclusions about the organization themselves. If I just go in and go, hey, y'all got a real problem, yeah, they're not so open to that. But if I can use this to ask them questions about how their organization is conducting, they'll usually come to that conclusion themselves. Paul, unfortunately, we are near the end of our time for this episode, but I was wondering if our listeners wanted to find out more about you and the services you provide. Where could they go? Uh, Well, of course, my uh, website, which is www.boldlylead.com, boldlylead.com. And of course, you know, they can always uh, contact me for a a free strategy, discovery strategy session. They can uh, call me at 321-355-2442. Or they can email me at psimkins, S-I-M-K-I-N-S, at boldlylead.com. Well, Paul, this has been a fascinating exploration of uh, leadership development. I hope we can continue the conversation. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Tom. I appreciate it. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of Global Gokai, a podcast on business leadership. If you have any questions, you can email me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. Please check out our research for additional reading. If you're interested in finding out more about William Howard Taft, we found the research for this podcast fascinating. I hope you'll join us again for our next series of episodes where we're going to take a deep dive into Theodore Roosevelt, the 26th President of the United States. I know you will enjoy it. Thanks so much for listening to this episode, and we look forward to visiting with you again. 12 O'Clock High, a podcast on business leadership, is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network and a proud member of C-Suite Radio. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.